0: This is Episode 78 of the Reading Cove Book Club's podcast. We're always looking for great new members, so if you're a book lover who may be interested in joining an online book club, please visit our website at thereadingcove.com to learn more about the group. For May 2017, we're discussing The Unbroken Line of the Moon by Johanna Hildebrand. So hi, I'm Millennia in Florida.
1: And I'm Roberta in Georgia.
0: And Roberta and I are two members of the Reading Cove Book Club. And we're here to talk about our 198th Cove pick, The Unbroken Line of the Moon by Johanna Hildebrandt, which was chosen by Cove member Jennifer, who lives in Texas. So we haven't really started discussing it much with the rest of the group online, but what did you think? Or do you want me to go first?
1: You go first, sister.
0: <laughs> okay, I thought the translation was was good because it was originally published in Swedish. Sometimes translations are, they don't flow that well when it's translated from another language. But this one, I think it did. I think it, it read smooth. However, I felt like the pacing was really slow and there just wasn't enough plot to fill the 400 some pages <laughs> that, you know, so there was a lot of repetition and just dragging. And I did like learning about Nordic mythology and, you know, the paganism and all that, that I thought was interesting, but I was over the pacing. It was too slow. Well, I
1: agree. That was my main concern with the book. Is, like I said, I just felt like I was reading too many things over and over again. Um, the same points, being made the and... same
0: goals, you know what Sven's goal is and Sigrid and their and the same challenges right. it was just the same things were just being repeated in each chapter, and I did like that the chapters were really short, so yes. normally that's that makes you feel like it moves like you're getting through it, but because it was sort of like not really much happening. <laughs> Just kind of slow, okay. They're going to go here and they're going to fight them. And then she's going to go get married to the other guy. And then they're, you know, and it was just all drawn out. Right. And then the other thing, the glossary. I started it initially not knowing there was a glossary and a character list, a list of main characters in the back. So when I go to Flip to see how many pages there are, I see, oh my God, there's a glossary. <laughs> And a list of main characters, which was so helpful because there are so many different names, you know, persons, places and things that are really foreign to the Western mind. Yes. So, you know, all the vernacular and stuff at first, I can see, you know, like Cheryl was saying, she couldn't get into it. I can see how people would be off put, put off by that. I think Miriam was saying that she was having a hard time and I can understand. But the glossary really helped me there.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> this is I for,
1: think they should have put that is, in the front. Exactly, that was my feelings exactly, because, uh, you know, so many times some of these historical things I've read, they have like little maps. Or they have, did have a map, there was a map in the beginning. Right, Well, I was, but I'm just saying they had a map, and this was good, but the, in the past I just had ones that had maps to start out with, and then family trees, or they had different characters, so you would know who mm-hmm. was who, especially when, when there was a, a lot of characters such as this story and then also when there were ones with unusual names which was also the case in this one too so it kind of helps you a little bit more to keep things keep things uh, straight in your mind as you're reading through and don't have to keep flipping back and saying, well, no, is this is now, how are they related to this person? So yeah, it it was, I really would have been better for, I don't know why they put it in the end it, because by then it's like too late, baby. But yeah, it just seemed like, as you said that the you know, the action would take place in little splurts. And I said, and it, as you said, I did like the, the take on the uh, culture, the ancient culture and the, the Nordic mythology, and um, as one of our other members had said, that if you've watched the Vikings on, on the History Channel, it's very similar to that sort of, of thing. But, you know, granted, I am sh- I know both of them did a, a lot of research. So I have to admire the author for her research into the background. I have to say that is, is a plus. But at the same time, that if there had been a little bit more uh, forward motion, and you know, and it had been edited about more. It could have had a good bit locked off of it and still been a much better yeah, book. Yeah, gotten
0: further along because the way it ends, it's like, okay, now you're supposed to want to go into book two and continue the series to find yeah. out what's going to happen to Sigrid's son, Olaf. Right. Because she told Sven that the twins were not his and that right. they were Eric's, King Eric's. And I'm like, why why what was the whole point because in the beginning oh but I was saying that to say this that I'm curious about what's going to happen when Olaf turns seven because she made that deal with Eric that when the child turns seven if he doesn't look like you and you you still think he's not yours then I don't remember even I don't even remember what <laughs> what she offered him but still yeah they made but a like deal, he's supposed yeah. to take over her land or whatever, I don't know. But yeah, they made a deal. But I don't care enough to read the next book. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was like, if it would be this slow, then no. And I also had an issue with Sigrid, because to me, she's supposed to be the heroine, right? She's the one you're supposed to identify with and be rooting for, in a sense. But I'm like, I don't feel like I was rooting for her, because King Eric was right. I mean, he might have been borderline barbaric. That's the times they live in. But you were trying to pass off a bastard as his child, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you know, she was she absolutely was. And I'm thinking, okay, are we supposed to be rooting for her to get away with that with, you know, tricking him into thinking they're his and then and I'm like, okay, if this is the scheme of the gods right that that I forget the name of the god that she's praying to Freya or whatever her name is so Sigrid really believes she's fulfilling her destiny as mandated by the gods and that's you know repeated over and over you know so the gods wanted she and Sven to create this great ruler and then she's supposed to pass that kid off as this other king's kid it's like that was their plan and there were these three these three women And they're like, I guess they're supposed to be goddesses. Right. There was like a brief scene in the beginning with that. It was all in italics with the three of them. And they're the ones who came and saved Emma when they were trying to burn her. Uh And I'm thinking it just felt so confused. Even the gods seemed confused. It was like, I can appreciate the nuance in their uh, folklore and all that. But it just felt pointless and like overly complex. It was like, these three priestesses, or whoever they were, they saved Emma. Why? She was supposed to be this, make this big sacrifice to save Sigrid's child. Yes, but it none of it made any sense to me. So she goes and she enables Eric to win this battle against the Christians. And for to what end? He was still gonna try to. He still tried to kill Sigrid. <laughs> Right, so it didn't help a whole lot. Yeah. It, it, I didn't see what her big sacrifice for Sigrid's child was all about. It it just felt like much ado about nothing. It's right. like, okay, the narrative assumes that the the Nordic mythology is real. OK, because the the gods have a role in the story and it's not just belief by the characters. It's real. And you can kind of see that it is against cr- the Christianity. It makes reference to how they're praying to a false god. And, you know, the Christian's god is a false god. And Eric is supposed to defeat. I forget the other guy's name <laughs> that went to fight him. But they're basically the Christians. But I don't understand what Sigrid's. Destiny is 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 about.
1: No, I mean, other than she's supposed to bring, you know, be the mother of the king of kings, you know, the son and everything. But those who've read history know that eventually the uh, Viking culture did. Die off. I mean, you still have all the people in that part of the world, and even the ones where the Nordic people in, invaded, like Scotland and other places, that you know have lived on to carry the, uh, you know, or as descendants. But still, the the basic culture of the Nordic things, with the gods of Thor and and Odin, and then the the goddess Freya, those things pretty much died off, you know, over time. That yeah, that they may have gotten in there and battled with the people that are part of, of Great Britain. Now. Now, but in the in the end, they were the ones that, even though they were barbaric and, and proud and brave, eventually their their culture was subdued.
0: Right, and I was wondering why do the gods want? Sigrid passing this son off as Eric's. Right. The romance, you know, the this great connection and love between Sigrid and Sven, I just never connected with it emotionally because it felt so felt more <laughs> like deity politics than anything else. It's like, okay, they're supposed to come together to create this great ruler. Right. So yeah, I just never connected with them.
1: No. I mean, yeah, they they could have, you know, made made it a little bit more romantic and different ways for them to have connected differently yeah
0: and I also really didn't care for all the graphic warfare and it was the descriptions were like really excessive to me it's like it well, was trying to be as gross as it could possibly be they were pretty barbaric and so descriptive you can say he chopped someone's hand off without describing uh, it
1: yeah <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean <laughs> over the top you know it's, it's just with me I guess I've become desensitized or you just kind of compartmentalized thing and think well this is an ancient culture and that's how these people were it was all about violence but you don't have to have it quite as detailed it was you still would have the idea behind these people you know had no respect for life or anything but without having quite as much you know goriness
0: it felt gratuitous and it wasn't just about the warfare and being authentic to the time and place because even the description of emma after she had burned and she came back and appeared to Seagrid, the description of what she looked like, you know, that just tells you right there, they just want to be as disgusting as possible because it wasn't necessary to describe her like
1: that. Uh, no, no.
0: <laughs> Shock value.
1: Shock it, value. yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's what happens a lot of times. The authors or the the directors are more in it to you know for shock value to get people going than to actually tell the the story. Yeah, and like you
0: know it was just gross. You know, and I was surprised about she and Sigrid being sisters and how their father raped her. I know
1: that was kind of you with a big E W W. A long line of yeah, ews
0: Yes, the yeah. incest is like they just threw everything but the kitchen sink. Be as yeah, disgusting but, but and
1: even the, even the guy, you know, trying to say, "Oh well, you know," just for him trying to justify the rape, much less thinking it could be his his daughter. I mean, like, Ugh, what a guy. Yeah,
0: I mean, he he seemed to be taken aback when that when she said that. You know, you just fucked your daughter or whatever. <laughs> But I just was surprised because he his character came across better than that initially to me I thought he was one of the quote unquote good guys, so to speak, but he wasn't but he wasn't when that happened. It was like, Oh, my God, really you too? you know, you're like that too. (laughs) He had already raped her mother because she was a product of rape and, you know, right. that was repeated a million times. It's like, you know, the no. same things kept being repeated
1: over and over again. Yeah, I said, yeah, one, once is plenty, That I, I don't know why these editors or whatever let people go on like that. To me, it felt like bloat to thicken the spine. Right. It just doesn't make for a a good book or for entertaining or engaging story that goes along smoothly and as you said I don't think I'll be reading the next one because I don't think I can slog through that many pages again to see what happens so it would have made for a much better book as I said if it had been edited down it still wouldn't have been totally what I would have picked up on my own even though I do like historical fiction I just think that it was a little bit too much over the top like you said and and too repetitious so and the
0: character Sigrid again. Her character seemed contradictory because right. I didn't understand some of the some of the things. It, it felt like certain ideas were abandoned almost, or not yeah. not followed through. Because when she sent Emma to warn Sven and like tell him, "Go away, don't fight Eric. The babies aren't yours." Well, she knew at that time because she was saying that no matter which side won, whether it was eric her husband or the christians she and her babies would be in danger because eric was gonna kill her if he won and the christians would kill her if they defeated eric right but then she goes you know sends emma to warn sven and sends him away but then she goes you know to bed in her chambers and sleeps like nothing happened after she heard that eric won it was like really why didn't she plan an escape or plan what her next move was gonna be
1: yeah i think i would have found some way to you know
0: was like okay just
1: what was back, her plan yeah i have a backup plan to get out ha- yeah
0: <laughs> so it just felt like that was a plot hole because why would she then just kind of relax and chill as if okay yeah okay eric won but you know that he's gonna get rid of you because he knows that these kids aren't his right and i like that her brother was really loyal to her because she needed that because after her two ladies-in-waiting betrayed her she was left in this strange land by herself
1: Right, with, with no one really to to help her, you know.
0: And the king wanting to kill her now. Right. Her, you know, her life in danger, and all she's doing is, you know, praying to her god. Right. <laughs> her gods to save her, which and they just seem confused. It's it's just so unclear what their end game is. I'm afraid this didn't make me interested enough to pick up the second book. To find no. Out. I think
1: they'll have to move on without us.
0: Definitely. <laughs> That was my issue. Aside from the pacing and the repetition, the story itself had some issues.
1: Yes, like I said it was something different. We wouldn't have normally.
0: Yeah, rep- I definitely thought it was a, an interesting pick. It was a good pick.
1: Yes, can expand your horizons, even even if you didn't really, you know, care for it in the long run. It's always good to be exposed to new and different things. Exactly. I guess mainly the thing, like you say, where where Emma was attacked by and and raped by her own father and then all these other guys too and mm-hmm. and left for dead. You know that was probably the lowest of the low. Yeah.
0: I can't really I don't know that there's anything that sticks out. Oh, the opening scene. Sigrid goes to her mother's grave and she's like bleeding on the grave and all this stuff. I was like, "Oh my goodness."
1: Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. That that was a different sort of opening for sure. Yes. <laughs> Not something you're going to read every day. Nope
0: well all right we'll see what the rest of the group thinks and i want to thank our listeners as usual for listening if you've read the unbroken line of the book please comment and let us know what you think and whether or not we're making any sense (laughs) maybe we missed something (laughs) and as always um, stay tuned for our next episode we will be discussing silent child by sarah denzel see you next time bye bye